Welcome to the Dietitian Collaborative Podcast. I'm Celestina, a chef, dietitian, and total foodie. Each week, I chat with another awesome RD so we can learn a bit more about how diverse our profession really is and how much we can benefit from collaborating with fellow RDs. Fortunate, beyond grateful to have the opportunity and the digital platforms to be able to connect with so many amazing RDs from around the world. This week, I met with RDs to record the second season of the podcast. Yes, spoiler alert, I don't record these a la minute, but I'm reminded every time I have the chance to hear someone's story and give them the platform to share it, that we're so amazing. As RDs, as entrepreneurs, as badass business professionals, we all have different stories that brought us into dietetics, that molded us, that shaped our careers, made us into the RDs that we are today, and influenced the the population that we work with. But truthfully, we're probably all here for the same reason, to help others. Whether you've been an RD for two months, two years, 20 years, or you've been in the game for more than a hot minute, you can perhaps agree that in some way, shape, or form, your desire to help others is what led you into the field of dietetics. Often, we can feel like we're in a time where it feels like everything is so divided in the nutrition space and within our world as a whole, so much so that we feel like we have to take a side. From solely an RD perspective, I feel like that as RDs, it's really important to remember that we're still all here to help people. Yes, we may have different approaches to helping our clients achieve their goals, but ultimately, the genuine success we help our clients achieve is what really matters. And not only are we all different, but so are the people that we help. So there's really no one-size-fits-all approach. Now I'm saying, Brandy Melville? Honestly, I came into today's intro not knowing exactly what I wanted to talk about. But I think this is probably the most appropriate intro for today's guest, Hannah Thompson. She's a registered dietitian, an ACE certified personal trainer, and the owner of Health with Hannah, a virtual private practice in which she helps others ditch the diets and find balance like she did. She's a Purdue University graduate, self-proclaimed foodie, and dog mom to Finn. And you'll understand more about why this was an appropriate intro in just a few. So without further ado... Hannah Thompson, welcome to the Dietitian Collaborative Podcast. I'm super stoked to have you here. How are you? Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be on here. I'm doing good. Thank you. Excellent. All right. Well, before we dive in, let's learn the three most important questions about you. Are you ready? Of course. Yes. One, what is your bucket list travel destination? Italy, for sure. Pizza, pasta, good wine. Definitely that. Cheese. Cheese. (laughs) I mean, yeah, all the things. Excellent. All right. Question number two. I guess this kind of leads from question one, but what is your favorite food of all time? This actually contradicts my previous answer, but (laughs) burger and fries. (laughs) From any place in particular? I think like Five Guys is up there for sure. Okay. Five Guys and Culver's, but I don't love Culver's fries. I like Five Guys fries better. So if you're getting fries, it's Five Guys fries. A little complex. I'm very specific. Yes. (laughs) A a uh, two-burger shop endeavor. I get it. (laughs) Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. And last but not least, coffee or cocktails? Definitely coffee. I, if you guys know me at all, you know that I love my cold brew. I have that every single day. I have a big like gallon dispenser. Oh, wow. And I always like make it differently. Yeah. So definitely team coffee. Okay, cool. I dig it. All right. Well, Hannah, tell me a little bit about your like early days as an RD, like that journey and how that kind of led you to where you're at now. Yeah, absolutely. So I actually am a 
little baby dietitian. I just became an RD at July 2020, so about a year and a half ago. OMG! Yes. So I thank you so much. I am just a little baby RD, really trying to navigate this whole entrepreneur side of things. I didn't even know that I wanted to do anything like private practice-ish when I was in college. I guess I'll kind of explain how I got to where I am, though. I went to Purdue in Indiana. I was born and raised in Indiana. So I went to Purdue, and I actually did a lot with sports nutrition when I was there. Cool. Shout out to Lauren Link. She is the sports dietitian over at Purdue. She's amazing. Taught me so much when I was there. And I really did think that I wanted to be a sports dietitian. But then I got towards the end of my college, my education, going towards my internship. And I don't know if listeners know a lot about sports nutrition. Depends, I guess, who they are. But it's a lot of volunteer work. You just keep on doing things for free. And it's really awesome if you're passionate about it. And I thought I was. But free work is something I don't love the idea of, which we can definitely get into more about the internship, I suppose, later too. But (laughs) it's just not something I'm looking for. I I don't love the idea of it. So that is why I kind of had like, that thought of maybe I should become more of a private practice dietitian because then you really do get to do anything you want to do also, but you can really make however much you want to make. Preach girl. Preach. Awesome. So (laughs) awesome. Because I am such a new RD, I am still working at an outpatient weight management clinic. And so I kind of want to talk about that today too, sort of like how social media and like following other dietitians on social media, it's amazing and it's really inspirational, but it does sometimes give the idea that people who are in private practice just sort of come out of college or their education and boom, they've like owned and operated this million dollar business. They know it all. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And that has not been my experience at all. I am not even close to being able to do my own thing full time yet, which is wonderful. I have great coworkers. I do love my day job, but it is just, I think a false idea sometimes that private practice is easy and you just get to like jump in and do it. So I'm all over the place with this little conversation already, (laughs) but that's how I kind of got to where I am. All right, cool. Let's unpack this then. So baby RD Obviously your goal wasn't necessarily to go into private practice first, but that was the way that you could help the people that you wanted to help. So what are you doing in private practice? And then we can kind of unpack the rest of this. Yes. Okay. I really am a self-proclaimed anti-diet dietitian. So a little bit more about my backstory, I suppose, is I definitely did all the diets. I thought, you know, your weight was the most important thing. I remember being in high school, I played soccer and obviously a very, very active sport, but I was doing this paleo diet for some reason. So I was like eating very little carbs. And I remember specifically like being on like the field during a game and like nearly passing out because I was just so, so hungry. And I think super scary. Exactly. And that's like, kind of, I think when I realized that that isn't how it should be, I think that's also why I wanted to be a sports dietitian was realizing how important it is to fuel your body as an athlete. But I kind of already explained how I got away from that. But yeah, I definitely did all the diets. I was so wrapped up in diet culture. And now I sort of help others who are in that same mindset realize it's not how it has to be. Definitely. There have been other RDs on this season who have gone through similar things and have either seen their teammates experience this or have experienced it themselves. So I feel like you're in a niche that is very needed because in the sports world, regardless of what sports you're in, right? This mindset of like, you have to look fit. I think takes precedence necessarily over fueling for the actual 
sport that you're doing, which is really unfortunate because I feel like fueling really needs to be priority there, especially if you want to succeed big time. Exactly. It's fitness is not a look. I think that's a good way to just kind of round that out for sure. Yeah. Okay. So you're working with athletes. You are a trainer yourself. So you're coming at it from both angles. And I feel like that can add a sense for the athletes that you're working with a sense that like, okay, cool. She knows what she's doing from the fitness perspective of things. And she also knows what she's doing from the nutrition perspective of things. So that I feel like is kind of a skill stacking in a way. Right. And you've also been the athlete. So all of this is kind of skill skill stacked to put you where you're at. So even though you are relatively new in the world, that gives you a leg up. And I feel like that also gives you the opportunity to, to kind of bond with your clients a little bit better in that way. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's really important as a dietitian is not, it's not essential to be good at your, whatever field you work in, but it does help for sure to have the experience that way you can really build that rapport with clients and they really feel understood and heard a lot more when you can sometimes share your own personal stories with them. So they feel like they're not alone in their journey. Definitely. Okay. So you are of the anti-diet mindset and you work in a weight management clinic. Tell me how those two worlds either collide or go together. I would love, I would love a little bit more on this. Yes, it is very tricky. I hope my boss doesn't hear this because while (laughs) I do love my job, sometimes it is challenging because not everyone has that same mindset, obviously, in weight yeah. management. It is a lot of times you got to count your calories. You can only eat this amount of food. And if you go over, you're going to gain weight, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And we also, of course, keep really close tabs on the number on the scale. And that can be really triggering for some people. Totally. And so it, it again, like really comes down to what the client or the patient, it's patients there, it's a hospital, what patients yeah. need. But I really do try my best there to not make them feel like they have to count calories. Yeah. We don't even have to talk about the scale if they don't want to, because they do also see other providers there. Mm-hmm. Um, we have nurse practitioners and mental health therapists. And so the medical provider, if they do want to, they can go over more of BMI, medications, weight graph. Do they want to get bariatric surgery? That sort of thing. Yeah. Whereas I really do try my best to pinpoint on that relationship with food because there's a reason why they're in that clinic. And it usually isn't just as as simple as them eating too much. They usually have some sort of like past trauma that makes them eat a certain way. Maybe it's like binge eating. There's a whole myriad of reasons. And I try to really get down to that root cause rather than just focusing on eat less, move more. Yeah, totally. I like that you're approaching it from that way. And you're still kind of using what you feel innately is the right way to work with clients. So it's cool that you still have that leeway to some extent at your job so that it's not feeling like it's two completely different worlds that you're working in. Yes. Yeah. It does sometimes feel like morally, I'm like, where do I like hang out here? I'm not quite sure. Yeah. So that's what I've been kind of navigating the past year and a half is how to find that balance while I do still have this day job that I'm working in, which I love, but you're, you're exactly right. It is like two totally different worlds sometimes. Yeah. Being relatively new in the entrepreneurial world, are there any business tips that you've learned along the way or things that you wish you knew before going into business? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I definitely did already give away one when I was rambling in my intro, but (laughs) I do think, again, it's very important to remember that it's a long game. Like it's a marathon, not a sprint. I know it's a cliche saying, but it's so, so true because I have been under the impression for so long, I think until the last six months that I was doing like all the wrong things for taking this long you know, you see all these people on like TikTok or Instagram or YouTube that are like, 
my business blew up overnight or like in two months, something crazy like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, that's really good for you. I'm very happy for you. And I'm glad you're living your dream. But I felt so like guilty and like I was doing so many things wrong. And I yeah. definitely have done things wrong. I mean, I'm a brand new dietitian. I'm still like navigating this thing. But that's how it's supposed to be. I'm supposed to make mistakes and learn from them and grow that way. Yeah. And I think that really is the best way to do it, right? Like if everything worked out perfectly from the start, would you learn anything? Probably yeah, exactly. not. <laughs> exactly. So it's really a blessing in disguise that I'm doing all this and I'm learning so many counseling skills at my other job. Yeah. And I'm connecting with fellow dietitians and again, like medical providers, mental health therapists. So I have all these people now in my Oh, in my wheelhouse. Is that the right word? I don't know. But yeah. I have people around me now that are helping me and it's, it's a learning experience. It's a good thing. Totally. Okay. So I know that you are on TikTok. You're on Instagram often. Are you building this to be uh, a virtual business or are you moking? Are you mostly working with clients who are local? Yeah. So I definitely am much more virtual. That's for sure. So anyone I see in person is simply through my, my outpatient clinical position Everything else I do for my private practice is uh, virtual. So I do have clients that I see one-on-one and we do it all virtually. I do, like you just said, I of course love the social media side of things. Yeah, I think it's really important to provide a lot of free resources because it is expensive to work with a dietitian if you're, totally. if you're paying out of pocket. So that's why I really try my best to have a lot of information on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. I have a podcast we can talk about later. Yeah. So yeah, I everything I do is definitely virtual, which I think is wonderful because then you can work with people from all over the world. Connection, collaboration, growth, and true community. Those are just a few of the amazing aspects of coming together within the Dietitian Collaborative Mastermind. This is a space for RDs to really hone in on their uniqueness to gain different perspectives from fellow RDs within the field, to think outside the box for their businesses, and to truly lean into their human design, what makes them amazingly unique, and all within a space where we can respect each other's human design, allow for different perspectives, and bring about new ideas for our businesses and ways we can show up that feel 100% us. So if you're down to embrace your human design, embrace your uniqueness, put a little bit of woo in what you do, check out the Dietitian Collaborative Mastermind. I have a session starting in a few weeks, but also respecting my human design, I've decided to open up future sessions as well. So maybe you want to plan a little bit into the future and rather than sticking you on a wait list, I would love to have that conversation with you. And then we can find a time that's going to work with your life, with your lifestyle and everything that you have going on to come together in this mastermind setting so that you can really hone in on your uniqueness, using your human design and leveling up in your space, all while connecting with amazing fellow RDs. The link to chat about the Dietitian Collaborative Mastermind is in the show notes. I can't wait to talk to you. Definitely. Was that your goal going into it? More of a virtual practice rather than just working within your area? Yeah. I've always kind of been leaning that way. I'm a homebody. <laughs> I love being at home. So like even during the whole quarantine about a year ago or so, I was like, of course, very upset that everything was happening. It's been a crazy almost two years, but yeah. like being able to be home would be amazing. I think that's awesome. Yeah. I feel like with 2020, like the world went to zoom, right? So it was a really solid choice on your part to approach your practice from that mindset, because that's where the world is going virtually. And 
I feel like with licensure, it, it gets a little funky out there, but that's where the world is going. So the A&D is going to have to figure it out. You hear me? I was going to say, that's on them. <laughs> that's on them. I'm just doing my thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that that is where the world is going. We can We can brainstorm on this real quick, but like, I feel like with licensure, if you're licensed in a state, freaking practice. Okay. I'm off. Right. Box. Uh, yeah. Uh, yes. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> okay. So any other business tips like early on that you've learned, have you worked with a coach? I would love to know that. That's actually a really good question. Something I've been pondering a lot lately as someone who has made a lot of mistakes. I haven't yet, but I've been like really thinking about it because I think that's that is a good way to kind of fast track things a little bit instead of kind of fumbling around, you know, Googling all the things, yeah. having a coach, even though I haven't done done that. And so I'm kind of like not taking my own advice yet. Um, <laughs> I think it is a very, very helpful thing if you can afford it and you want to do that because yeah, it can help you to set clear goals. They will help you figure out exactly like what you want to do in your business, which I have also struggled with. I'm like, do I want to have clients? Do I want to just do social media? Do I want to do groups or do I do want to do one-on-ones? And so I've always had that issue as well of kind of like knowing what I want to stick to. Yeah. So having a coach could definitely help with that, I believe as well. I love hearing your thought processes like early on, because I've also spoken to RDs who have been in the game for like 20 plus years. And it's so interesting hearing people at different stages. So like, if you guys haven't heard these episodes, go back a few episodes to RDs that have been in the game for a long period of time. And like, they also wish that they had had a coach early on, but in the early 2000s, like that wasn't necessarily a thing. So I love that even a year and a half in, you're like, you know what? I should probably do this. And I would agree. The only like major piece of advice I have is make sure that they're a good fit. If you're spending sure. a couple of grand, like interview them, right? They're working for you in that in that sense. So interview them, take the time, don't feel rushed. And that is going to make such a difference because I'm not going to lie to you. I've blown several thousand dollars on coaches mm-hmm. who were shit. So yeah, I mean, just like as a client, you would want to make sure your RD is a good fit. It's right. very important that getting a coach that is helping you reach your goals, even though it's not nutrition goals, it's business goals. It still is important to have one that you have rapport with and they understand what your goals are and maybe even have good experience with others in a similar situation. Girl, totally. Okay. So it sounds like you know your shit and I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me a little bit more about like what you do on Instagram and if you've collaborated with other RDs on Instagram, because I know you're, or any kind of social media platform, because it sounds like giving that information to the public has been like a priority for you in your private practice and building that as well. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for saying that. (laughs) I've been trying to put on that persona as a new RD. So I appreciate that so much. Um, I have not collaborated yet because I've actually recently sort of like boomed a little bit. I mean, it's a micro boom, but <laughs> BuzzFeed recently shared like one of my TikToks and that has like really okay. gone to, yeah, it was amazing. It was actually BuzzFeed UK, which is even cooler since you live in Europe. But anyway, <laughs> they shared it and that has been one of the best things so far. It's like my first little like oomph that I needed, I think. Yeah. Um. And so anyway, I have not collaborated collaborated yet because before I had like 800 followers on Instagram and now it's like really starting to grow thanks yes. to BuzzFeed. <laughs> Thank you, BuzzFeed, for this. And so now people are finally like 
coming to my community. They want to hear what I have to say. And it's been really awesome. But no, I have not collaborated yet, but I would obviously love to. That'd be amazing. So if anyone listening wants to, that's that's my thing. I definitely would love to do that. If you guys haven't seen her TikToks or her reels, they're pretty funny. Most Thank of the you. time, they're pretty great. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. I mean, I, they just found you, I'm guessing, and your message resonated yes. with them. And they were like, let's share this into the universe. That's fucking awesome. Going viral is crazy. Like I've had one thing go viral on TikTok and that was the one. And like BuzzFeed, like, come on, BuzzFeed took that. Like imagine if it like went ultra viral. It was like a million views, which was again, huge. But like those videos that get like 80 million views, imagine like the opportunities that they're getting from that. Right. I would love to know how many times, like, what is your social media plan of action? Like how many times, how often do you post to have to have this happen? Okay. Yes. Love this question too. And that has also been a newer thing for me where I've been trying to be really consistent about that, which has led to the most growth. So I definitely recommend that it is exhausting and definitely prioritize your mental health. So if it's going to be too much, take a break, but I do try to post at least once on Instagram every day and it really helps to plan ahead. So I'm a big Canva groupie. I don't know if you ever yeah. use Canva. Obsessed with Canva. <laughs> and you can, I have the pro version because again, I'm a Canva groupie and you can schedule things in advance. And so that's a big helpful tool for me. Yeah. So once on Instagram, at least as a post, of course, reels are the big focus right now. So I am doing those a lot, but the great thing is with reels, I just take my TikToks and put those on Instagram. Cool. And then as for TikTok, I try to post at least once a day, but I shoot for upwards of like three to four if I can, because I'm hearing what the algorithm likes is like a lot more content like that. But it is a tough balance between like quantity versus quality. You know, like I could easily post like 10 TikToks that are just ridiculously terrible. Yeah. And I don't know if that'd be any better than me posting like one really good TikTok per day. Yeah. That's awesome. Consistency is really key is what I'm hearing. And like- I love that you saying prioritize your mental health because honestly, I take weekends off from social media. I can't like, I don't even respond to people. So yeah, I I know that that's super important. It so is. It's exhausting. So next step for you sounds like a collaboration of some sort on social media. (laughs) Are there, yes, please. Are there any RDs or any niches that like are speaking to you at this point? Definitely anyone in the anti-diet space, like I would definitely not say I work with eating disorders. That's not exactly what I do, but any kind of disordered eating, that's what I love talking about. I know there's tons out there. It's definitely, I don't want to say oversaturated because everyone has their own unique way to bring the conversation to the table. Yeah. Yeah. I think that'd be amazing to collaborate with other, any kind of anti-diet, disordered eating, even like intuitive eating, mindful eating, RDs. Those are my people. Girl, I have like 10 in mind that I can like Ah. give you a quick intro to on IG. So, oh my gosh, please do. That'd be amazing. Yeah, definitely. All right, guys, that's the vibe out there. Uh, And Hannah, you also have a podcast. Tell them a little bit more about that as well. I do. Yes. I co-host it with my best friend, Emily. We met at Purdue, actually. She also shares the same values as I do as a dietitian. She would probably also call herself an anti-diet dietitian. She also dabbles in private practice. She's also a brand new baby dietitian. (laughs) But we talk about things I've kind of mentioned on here. It is, of course, more focused towards um, not dietitians as much. It's more about education for maybe potential clients that might want to learn. But we do always have a lot of 
fellow dietitian guests on there just to get that different perspective because Emily and I do share such similar values and we talk about such similar things and we're best friends. So we're always talking to each other. Yeah. And so we have like the exact same approach, which is good, but we need some variety out there. So any kind of specialty, we would love to have you because we've had like sports dietitians. We've had dietitians come on and talk about blogging and writing. And we have had that perspective for other dietitians that do listen to our podcast. Yeah. Um, but we'd love to have others too. Like we would love to have like an eating disorder dietitian, maybe ones that can talk about like weight loss specifically. So while we do focus a lot on that anti-diet space, diet culture space, we definitely would love to have other perspectives, perspectives as well. Sweet. All right, guys, hit her up. And I love that you're saying that like there, there is still opportunity to collaborate in that way, right? Like we have such different perspectives. We all like, even, even within like the intuitive or anti-diet world, everyone has their own story to kind of inject exactly. into it, which I think is what's, it's what makes us unique. And it's super important to, to kind of get everyone's different perspective on that as well. That's so true. And everyone on our podcast, which by the way, is called the upbeat dietitians. I didn't even say that. Perfect. Um, <laughs> I literally forgot about that. The important part. Oh yeah. Everyone that listens to us has already heard Emily and my story. And so they hopefully have responded to that. And now they're a, you know, part of our community, but maybe if a new listener hears a different dietitian's perspective, that will help our podcast as well, but also help that dietitian hopefully get a new community member as well. Yeah, definitely. Guys, it's about building each other up and I love that your podcast does that as well. Yes, thank you. Of course. All right. So they can find you at the Upbeat Dietitian podcast. Where else can they find yes. you, Hannah? Also on Instagram at dietitian.hannah. TikTok is just at dietitian Hannah. I have a YouTube which is just by name Hannah Thompson. But really if you go to my website, it's kind of the hub for everything. So that is healthwithhannah.com. Cool. And that'll all be in the show notes, guys. So no, no reason to like figure it out right this second. You'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Hannah, it's been a pleasure. I'm so happy that you came on the show today. Thank you so, so much for having me. It was great to talk about this. Of course. All right, guys. Ciao. Bye. Now that you've listened to the episode, I really hope the intro makes a little bit more sense. Hannah's working in two completely different worlds, one in weight loss and still wanting to maintain that food freedom mindset. And I think, I think it's not as black and white as we think it is, right? Like there is blurred lines. There's this gray space in between it all, even with nutrition, right? Like it's not like you only eat fruits and veggies all the time and you can't have butter or bagels or whatever. Like there really is this fine balance between it all. And I think coming into maybe even speaking with other nutrition professionals who have a different POV than you having an open mind when going into that conversation with them, I think is super, super, super important rather than feeling like your way is the only way and your way is the right way. And that's it. Like end all be all right. So there's more to it than meets the eye most of the time. So I feel like that unknowingly, like when I was recording that intro, like unknowingly that was going to be so apropos for this episode, but it was. So let's do our quick recap. One, fitness is not a look. Two, business is a long game. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Three, on social media, consistency is key. It just takes one post and who knows, it may go viral. Guys, as always, I genuinely love to connect with those of you who listen. So if you're not already, reach out to me on Instagram at the Dietitian Collaborative. That is where I am the most active. So if you want to chat, 
in real life or virtually in real life, I would love to have just a quick chat with you on Instagram, like literally getting to know you a little bit better. And who knows, you could be on the third season of the Dietitian Collaborative. Thanks as always, guys. I really appreciate your listening, any feedback that you have, and what your thoughts on the episodes are. If you haven't already and you love this podcast, I would really appreciate a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps out the show a lot, just helps me get found by other RDs, helps spread the word. And if you have fellow RD friends who you know would love this podcast, I would really appreciate it if you could share it with them as well. Links to all of the things mentioned in this podcast are in the show notes. Until next time, ciao.